On this week's show, could the Buffalo Bills be on the move? And we are just two days away from the start of the 2021 CFL regular season. In this week's history lesson, we talk about the Cleveland Browns winning four consecutive titles in the All-America Football Conference. That and much more this week in the world of football. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of This Week in the World of Football. This is episode number 208 for August 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table from me is my son, Adam. What did you do? Forget what year it was? I was thinking today was the second. Today's the third already? Yeah, it's the third already. Three days into August. Son of a gun. I know, it just flies by, doesn't it? I thought I wrote that down wrong when I wrote it. We come to you each week from the World of Football Man Cave, located right here in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We're here to promote the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. From the NFL to the CFL to the XFL, college, high school, indoor, and arena football, we inform and entertain our listeners with a glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping a close eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on one of our many platforms, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So let's review what happened this week, starting with Adam and the World of Football scoreboard. That's right. We're going to kick things off with the Indoor Football League. It's week 15, and we have a lot of games. I can't remember the last time we've had this many games in a single week for the Mm -hmm. IFL. All right, we're going to start off. The Tucson Sugar Skulls defeat the Northern Arizona Wranglers in a close game, 48-46. The Bismarck Bucks take out the Green Bay Blizzard, 41-30. The Arizona Rattlers defeat the Duke City Gladiators 60-48. The Massachusetts Pirates get by the Spokane Shock 63-57. And the Frisco Fighters lose in a very low-scoring affair. 30, or sorry, they defeat <laughs> the Sioux Falls Storm in a low-scoring affair 37-33. to And um, no standings? We don't got no standings to look at? Uh, uh, no. They're getting close they, to their playoffs. They've still got like two three weeks left in their yeah, season. Yeah, usually, so. usually we're looking at uh, standings and getting ready for their playoffs. Yeah, no, we'll have the standings at the end of the season. Speaking uh, of standings, I threw those into the uh, National Arena League scores Oh, gee, you. thanks. Uh, <laughs> starting off with the National Arena League scores, week 10, it's the end of the regular season for them, and the Albany Empire just narrowly escaped the Jacksonville Shark. Sharks, 58-56. to 56. Why I can't talk today, I don't know. <laughs> Take a drink of water, it might help. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> the Carolina Cobras defeat the Orlando Predators, 51-43. to 43. And the Columbus Lions take out the Jersey Flight, 65-32. to 32. And that sets up a couple of playoff matchups, uh, I believe, next week. Yep. We have the Carolina Cobras, who enter the playoffs at 3-5, and five, going to Albany to play the Empire, who are 7-1. and one. In the second game, we're going to have the 4-4 four and four Orlando Predators traveling to the Columbus Lions, who are 6-2. and two. So uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty in the indoor leagues. Yeah, and, just, just an eight-game schedule there in the National Arena League over ten weeks. Yep, and that'll do it for this week's World of Football scoreboard. And now over to the news. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, first... that was a quick. Hold on. I just looked at the time. Man, no, three and a half minutes to, to get <laughs> well, through these scores. You said it was a bunch of scores, and it was. Uh, you I know. mean, to, to see five games at the indoor football league felt weird because normally it's just like they use like, right. two or three, and yeah. it was just weird seeing five games yeah. for a change. Must be everybody's done with their bye weeks. They're getting Maybe. towards the end, so everybody's getting their, their last games in. But, yeah, I was uh, surprised to see that the uh, National Arena League actually wrapped up their schedule already, and and they're into the playoffs, so a couple of semifinal playoff games and then the United Bowl after that. So I mean, just looking at the four playoff teams, I mean, you would assume the Albany Empire and Columbus Lions are going to be the, the teams to enter the, exactly. the championship. I mean, the but Cobras you, are 3-5, the, right. the Predators are 4-4. Four and four. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, we've seen teams oh, sure. under 500. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why we surprise. play the games, because yeah. you never can. We tell. had an Arena, Arena Bowl champion who won uh, – the Arena Bowl after entering the playoffs with only like one win, two wins. Remember mm. that the Washington Valor. Of, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they had a really crappy record. Then they <laughs> they really uh, back when there were only four teams yeah, left in the AFL. But then they were able to go through the playoffs and yep. win every game they needed to, yeah, and exactly became champions. So hey, all you need to do is make it to the playoffs. It's yep. everything after that. You know, records are out the door. You can't win it if you're not in the playoffs, yep. and these four teams are. So uh, yeah, the other two teams. Um, 
Oh, God, I didn't write it down. But they were both 2-6 and six and didn't mm. make the, the playoffs. The Jersey Flight and the uh, Jacksonville Sharks? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. Those were the two. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they had 2-6 and six records. So they did not make the playoffs this year. Okay, well, moving on to some news. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have added Ken Anderson and a quarterback Ken Anderson and cornerback Ken Riley to their inaugural Ring of Honor class, which is going to be uh, inaugurated on September 30th. Uh, it's going to be a halftime ceremony during a Thursday night game versus Jacksonville. Uh, Coach Paul Brown and tackle Anthony Munoz have already been announced earlier this year for the uh, Ring of Honor uh induction and so now these two round out the the four inaugural members of that so congratulations yeah i remember watching ken anderson play see i'd never heard of anderson or riley uh but i obviously know paul brown and anthony uh, munoz i believe i I remember no i remember maybe if i don't remember him playing i definitely think i got some munoz football cards i believe I forget yeah. what era he played in. Yeah, you were you were big into football cards there for yeah, a while when you were a teenager. A little, so. Yeah. Hold on, let's not get crazy. I wasn't okay, I was a teenager for some of it, but it was also preteen. Thirteen, uh fourteen, yeah, around that age, whatever. I think it was even before that, but whatever. <laughs> uh let's see. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz uh is out five to twelve weeks. He's gonna have foot surgery. And they said this this was uh, an injury that might have gone back to high school for him. I have no clue. I, that's what I read earlier today. Uh, he was injured during practice, but second um, day of practice yeah. with the Colts. Yeah. Goodness gracious! <laughs> this, I was really hoping. I was kind of excited to see what uh, a Carson Wentz Indianapolis Colts team would look like. And boy, oh boy, what a crappy turn of events for the Colts there. <laughs> you know, they just lost Philip Rivers, and now you got you know Wentz, who's a Young quarterback who's got a lot to prove. You know, his time in Philadelphia was up and down. But, I mean, showed a lot of flashes of being a really good quarterback. But, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he got hurt. Then that's when uh, Nick Foles took over, took the Eagles to the Super Bowl victory. Mm. And Wentz just hasn't been able to really do much since. So, uh, I was really hoping, like I said, to see him do something here in Indianapolis. And uh, this is the first thing that happens. and That's not a good sign. Yeah, well, when this first happened, they said he was uh, done for the season. They said he was out indefinitely, wouldn't be coming back at all this season. And then uh, a few days after it happened, which I guess was last Thursday, uh, the coach came out and said, uh, you know, after they reassessed him, he's, they said it's probably going to be 5 to 12 weeks after the surgery. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's a gruesome-sounding injury. Uh, I don't wish it upon my worst enemy. Hmm. And I hope he recovers gets back soon because, like I said, I want to see what he looks like. I want to see what the Colts are like with this guy at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. So now the Colts will have a big question mark going into this season. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the uh, Ravens, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has tested positive for COVID-19. I think there were a couple of others this week. I didn't make note of uh, other players, but I yeah, think there were a few players here and there it's been, that have tested positive. I mean, uh, he's the big name, but I mean, there's, it's been pretty quiet. I think I've heard some other guys, you know, you still hear about guys being on the COVID reserve list and, so it's it's still out there, guys. We yeah, you know, it's still out there. It's you know, and just I mean, because you get the shot doesn't mean you're right. not going to get COVID. But it's going to be hopefully a pretty mild case and not well, land you. Not in the just hospital. that, but it's a spread. You're spreading it still. That's true. That's yeah, true. That, that's the scary thing. Like, well, as, as comfortable I am now, back to you know, I'm vaccinated, going out and about. I'm I'm not super nervous about it. But now you got to worry about. I mean, luckily everybody in our family is vaccinated, right. so right. I'm not terribly worried about you know them. But I mean. There's people out there who, uh, whatever their belief system, they don't want to get vaccinated. And yeah. so now they're more at risk, risk because now yeah. even us vaccinated could uh, transmit this uh, different yep. strain. So it's, it's a really uh, iffy situation, right? Now. I mean, the common sense thing would be, you know, just everybody get vaccinated. Right. Uh, but, you know, clearly some people aren't into that for some reason. Well, but, I mean, that's... That's their choice if they want to risk getting this disease. But, man, oh, man, all you see on the night nightly news is uh, people that are in the hospital with COVID saying, I wish I'd gotten a shot sooner. Yeah, well, you know, can, they, can I get the shot now? No, it's too late once you're in the hospital. You yeah. can't get it now. So, yeah, you hear that all the time. I think I've only heard one guy that was in the hospital practically at his deathbed saying, oh, no, I'd never get the shot again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm. get it. It's just Look, it's not this, good. This, Either here nor there. Like what, <laughs> what, what I was gonna try to lead into was, you know, like Lamar Jackson is just the biggest name we've heard of. There's been a lot of guys who are right. in and out because of this, you know. Yep. So it's it's not gonna go away. It's gonna be something we're still gonna hear about all season long. Yeah. Uh, but 
So we'll have to see. It'll be a developing situation. Hopefully, I mean, he got it last year too, I want to say, and was out for a little bit. Uh, maybe not during the regular season, but definitely uh, prior to the season, yeah, I believe he had. I don't remember if he, if he was one of the ones that got it last year. I not. think so. So it'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. I mean, obviously, Lamar is a, a great talent, and, you know, you don't want to see anything happen to even a star or any of the guys, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of their uh, status, whether star or just a yeah, starter or backup or, or practice reserve practice guy. Like, you, you want to make sure all these guys are, are well and safe. So yep. we'll see, and hopefully – you know, that works out for Lamar, you know, get back healthy. Yeah. Uh, a strange uh, <laughs> turn of events there uh, that I read about the other day. The Buffalo Bills are threatening to move the team. To, the owners of the Buffalo Bills are threatening to move the team to Austin, Texas. Uh, mm. They they want a new stadium, and they want it to be 100% publicly funded. And that's, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, that's, that's their thing now is they're saying, well, if we can't get that, then... We might just move the team to Austin, Texas, and I don't think the Austin Bills has a good good enough uh, uh, sound to it, uh, rather than Buffalo Bills. That, I, that team needs to stay in Buffalo. I can't believe they would threaten to move the team out of Buffalo if they don't get their way. I mean, that's the kind of power a sports team has on the. You would think Buffalo, you know, would be behind the Bills 100%. I mean, I, we joked the other day, like, what else has Buffalo got? Like, we've been to <laughs> Buffalo, New York, other well, than the, other than the Falls being right over there, and then. Uh, they do have a hockey team, Reach so I guess you're right next to Canada. But I mean, Buffalo. I mean, yeah, that town is built around that team. Pretty I think. much. I mean, that Bills Mafia is crazy, and uh, you think they're not going to go insane? Uh, oh yeah, if this team moves absolutely. And the other question is, how big of a bluff is this? And True. does the Austin market really even want a football team? Austin, from how I understand it, that's more of a I mean, as big of a cultural place as it is. You know, it's you know a lot of clubs, a lot of great tourist places that's where like south by southwest the film festival goes down to it's a very cultured area but i don't know if sports is the thing that you know is gonna take it over the top or if that's anything they're interested in yeah texas does not need another team well texas will take another <laughs> i mean well, maybe, yeah. maybe you take it to san antonio san antonio might be a different story right they've always, always but austin texas seems a, like an odd choice yeah does austin even have a, a stadium that would be suitable for that would they have to build one from the ground up and what is the owner's connection to Austin? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think it's already expensive enough down there in Austin as it is. Adding, you know, making these people pay uh, to fund a stadium would be yeah. totally uh, another chunk of change out of their pocket. So I don't know how plausible this is. If you know, this uh, is just, just scare tactics. It just sounds ridiculous. Tactics. Wow! If you don't, if you don't give us a new stadium, we're moving to Poughkeepsie, New York. The hell, it makes no the hell sense. Hell is that? <laughs> Some New Yorker. Some random know. New Yorker just ran through the room and just yelled into your microphone and just ran out the other way. But yeah, it just it makes no sense at all. I mean, of, of all the cities, if you were going to threaten to move to another city, uh, St. Louis maybe. Uh, How about this? You know what? Move them to move to Detroit. The Detroit Bills. Uh, your owner wasn't their owner buried here in yes, Detroit. Yes, there you go. We're gonna move Detroit. the Buffalo Bills to Detroit. We'll have two teams in Detroit. We'll be like New York and L.A. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, we could we could support two teams. I could say, sure. hey, I could get behind the new Detroit Bills and Josh Allen and have a whole backup team just in case the Honolulu Blue and Silver decide to give me another heart attack this season. Well, I they mean, probably will. Yeah, so shoot, win win, right? We give we give the Buffalo Bills a home, and we get a second team. I mean, what's to yeah. what's to hate there? Uh, no. I know. Leave kidding. the Bills in Buffalo. They should That's stay in Buffalo. I, th- uh, I think, you know, that, that whole culture they got now that the last few years has really been coming back to life is awesome. And I would hate to see that yes. ripped out from underneath them just as they're starting to really, you know, hit their stride and hit those tables hard. I mean. And I was at the Bills Stadium a few years ago. Yeah. We had a PFRA convention Isn't there. Isn't that bad? It's great. I thought it was a great stadium. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, maybe... You know, maybe some infrastructure, you know, upgrades or something like that. But I thought it was a great stadium. I cannot understand why you have to have a new stadium just because uh, it's, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years old. Is it, is it the fact that they want to host a Super Bowl someday? I don't is it, know. Do they want a dome? Is that the question? I don't like, know. I don't think the dome stadium has even been talked about there in Buffalo. But it just, it just makes no sense. This is a, a terrible story. Hopefully it's all just... Uh, a bad rumor, and that we'll wake up from this, and the Bills will be staying right where they belong. In or if we wake up and we have to get used to saying the Austin Bills or no. the Austin something else. Yeah. The Austin know. Buffalo Bills? Yeah. All right. Um, 
CFL news. Uh, we are just two days away from yes, the start yes, of the CFL yes, regular yes, season. Yes, yes, no preseason yes. this year. They've just had, you know, they've been practicing on their own. But uh, come this Thursday night, in two days, they're going to kick off their season. Now, the last CFL game that was played was November 24th of 2019, and mm-hmm. that was the Grey Cup in Calgary, where Winnipeg defeated Hamilton 33-12. to um, so just a quick rundown of the games you can expect to see this week on Thursday night. It's going to be, uh, Hamilton at Winnipeg. And then on Friday, you've got British Columbia at Saskatchewan, which they've already sold that game out. Oh yeah. Those Saskatchewan fans love that team. <laughs> yeah. And when that stadium is packed, I love seeing that Saskatchewan stadium. I can't remember what game it was last year specifically, but there was a great video where all the lights were out and you just had all the green glow sticks and mm. the and the crowd, and it just looked awesome. I would love to go see a game up in Saskatchewan. Frankly, I'd love to go see a game at all <laughs> of these uh, stadiums. Yeah. But, heck, yeah. Uh, good for them. Good to see at least one game sold out that week. I would imagine that the Winnipeg game will probably look pretty full. All these fans are going to shell out and come out to the stadium, I would hope. I hope so. Uh, you know, I know COVID is still a thing up there, too, but, yep. I, you know, everybody's – thirsting for football i've seen a lot of people show up to those practices they've been doing so i'm hoping fingers crossed that they can you know put some butts in seats and let's get the cfl back on track really and then you've got two games on saturday uh you've got toronto at calgary and ottawa at edmonton so the uh, elks will be taking the field for the first time Montreal has a bye this week, and uh, you can catch all these games on uh, ESPN+. Plus. I don't know if, if any of them will make uh, you know ESPN here in the States or not, but um, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can find these games. I mean, that's a great $5 investment yep. to, to catch some CFL football, and then on top of it, some other stuff you know that ESPN provides. And especially with the NFL right around the corner, you'll probably be able to catch, if you can't watch, uh, if you don't have a satellite or anything, you probably mm-hmm. could watch some Monday Night Football on uh, ESPN there. So I've done that before. Uh, Peyton's Places, another oh, yeah, good you, show you, on ESPN+. You advocate Plus. that. And yep, that was... Pretty soon we'll get uh, Eli's uh, Eli's yeah. Places. Yeah. <laughs> is, that the, what, is that what they're calling I it? I have no idea if that's what it's called. I remember we had the story a while <laughs> yeah, ago. I, I, don't, I don't remember if that was the name. But, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Also, Yeah, that should be starting up here pretty soon with the college season starting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't seen any ads for that. But, uh, yeah, CFL – Football is here, and uh, God, we're we're so excited, man! I'm excited. We, well, so man, Thursday's gonna be crazy. You got jury duty. You got yeah. uh, we got a movie we're going to mm-hmm. a Thursday night opener, and then we're gonna stay up late and ca- try to hopefully catch the end of that CFL game if it's still on when we get out of the movie theater. Yep. And then shoot Friday night, Saturday. Oh, it's gonna and, be nothing but CFL football for and us. And the NFL Hall of Fame game is also. Oh, the Thursday Hall of Fame game is Thursday night too, and we'll probably miss that. I would. Yeah. Also, uh, trust me, we I, can DVR that. I, one. I'm gonna watch Sunday night or Sunday night. I'm gonna watch CFL football before I watch an NFL preseason game, I'm gonna, <laughs> unless it's the Lions. That's totally different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, let's see what else. There's something else I was gonna say about that. Um, yeah, Montreal's got the got a buy this week. Oh well, I'll think of it. All oh, right, yeah, I'm sure it'll come to you when the microphones yeah. are turned off. Uh, let's see, college news. the The NCAA will not consider reversing. The penalties uh, or previous vacated records from past years based on recent changes to to the name image and likeness regulations therefore the heisman trust says reggie bush will not be getting his 2005 heisman trophy back anytime soon uh, the heisman trust had said earlier uh, that uh, they would return his heisman if the ncaa reinstated his records but the ncaa is saying not so fast I just, I don't know how I feel about this anymore. I feel like the right thing to do would just be, look, just give it to them. <laughs> I mean, just give it, give the records back, put it all back, because they happened. We can't pretend that they didn't happen. Did he break some rules back in the day? Sure. But I don't know. I think with the way things are now, kids making a million bucks playing mm. for Alabama now, it's, come on, guys, it's, the least we could do reggie bush isn't even in the sport anymore he's not even playing professional football anymore yeah i think you know it's been long enough you made your point and now going forward it's a whole different era and i think they could go back and and give this to him i don't know why they're being so uptight about it i'm really getting sick of the ncaa uh as a whole at this point this is why i hate college football it 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 just all extends back to the ncaa being one of the worst organizations (laughs) in sports or in the world period Tell me I'm wrong. 
well, you're, you got that look on your face. Tell me I'm wrong. It's I, one of the worst organizations. I don't know. I I can see where they would want to stick to their guns and say, look, we suspended you. You did this. It was wrong. You broke our rules. Uh, yeah, you're, you know, we're taking away your Heisman Trophy and all that. Um, but like you said, I mean, it's been 15, 16 years since this happened. Uh, well, he won the Heisman in 2015. When, when did everything get vacated? No, this, no 2005. Is when he won the Heisman. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's when he won the Heisman. That's not when it got vacated. It got vacated what? Uh, oh yeah, I don't remember what year that. A few was. years ago, it, it was recently, wasn't it? like five, yeah, six years ago. It, it was within the last five, six years. I'm, uh, I guess I'm not I'll sure. have to look it up. But, but yeah, I can I can see them playing hardball with this. I mean, I didn't think they would. I thought that for sure, you know, once they said, oh yeah, it's okay for people to make uh, money while they're in college, uh, you know, and it'd be like the the marijuana thing where. Uh, people in prison are being let out now because uh, marijuana is now legal. So the stuff they were arrested for is now something legal. But I don't know. It, his um, it, the you got the Heisman Trust. You know they're the ones in charge of it, and uh, so they're they're not going to do anything until the NCAA does. And I think it's just going to take the NCAA a little more time, maybe several more years before they'll say, you know what, uh, okay, you know we're going to reinstate you. We've made our point. Um, you know, look at Pete Rose. Pete Rose should definitely be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but because uh, of something that happened so many years ago, even through different commissioners, they're still holding on to that, that Pete Rose cannot get into the Hall of Fame while he's still alive. And yeah. and I think that's wrong. So, yeah. you know, he should be, you know, Pete Rose should be uh, reinstated, and they should say, you know what, you know, we've made our point. Here you go. Let's put you in before, you're, before it's too late for you to enjoy it. Um, so I don't know. Should we go on to the next story? I guess we should go on. I couldn't find exactly <laughs> when this went down, you know, when they vacated everything. I wanted to say maybe in 2010 or 11, somewhere in there. He was still playing when everything got vacated, mm. so I can't remember. All right, well, another story that cropped up this week. Um, we talked last week about the the SEC, um, Oklahoma and Texas wanting to go to the SEC. Well, uh, the 14 schools in the SEC voted unanimously to extend invitations to Oklahoma and Texas to join the conference, which will happen in 2025. And, of course, they both accepted. So I guess it's a done deal. They're moving yeah. to the SEC in 2025. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. That, that'll be 16 teams yep. in that conference, which I believe is the most in any conference. I, yes. So yeah. this is this is uh, another game changer. This is the first domino to fall. Yeah, like we were saying last week, a lot of this is going to probably be a cause and effect, a domino of – you know, other teams either leaving the Big 12 and, and scooting over to different conferences or the Big 12 having to just move forward with what they got. I don't know how you're going to be able to do that when you lose two of your biggest money makers in those two schools. Mm-hmm. And with the, the rumors we talked about last week of maybe Oklahoma State trying to talk to the Big 10 or another conference, and uh, who knows. And now, you know, we move on. We hear about some schools in the ACC, yeah. possibly. This is another rumor we found right. uh I, I found this on a, on several different sites. Okay. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Because initially I saw this on uh, Pro Football Focus or Pro Football. Yeah. Yeah, Pro Football Focus. Talk yeah. about this. But ACC schools, Clemson and Florida State, have reportedly also reached out to the SEC about joining their conference. And like I said, several news outlets have, are reporting this. But some people close to these schools are saying that these are just rumors and that it's not true. Mm. So I don't know what to think at this point. It just came out yesterday, I think. Uh, so it's it's too soon to know if this is you know uh, real news or if this is just a rumor that's, that's blown been, up. Yeah, yeah, blown out of proportion. Who knows? I, if you're the NCAA, the worst organization on the planet, uh, <laughs> you might want to consider helping guide these schools into some big fat realignment. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost inevitable. You got till 2025 till at least this deal with Texas and Oklahoma goes into the SEC. And if you even are whiffing some of these schools having the jump conferences, I think they need to step in and talk about creating brand new conferences, turn the Big 10 into the north, turn the SEC into the south, the ACC into the east, and maybe merge the Big 12 and Pac uh, Pac 12 into the west conference. And go from there or do some more shuffling because there, there's, you know, going to be like maybe dissolve the Big 12 and then turn the Pac-12 into the East or West. And then there's going to be a lot of shuffling. And I would hate to see so many out of balance. Like uh, one conference has got 16, another one's got 12, another yeah. one's got 14, another yeah. one's got eight. Like, 
Well, it's it's like the inmates are running the asylum now. You know, the NCAA whoa, 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 doesn't. Let's not the NCAA doesn't have doesn't have anything to say about this. The schools are running things themselves. They're they're moving things around and they're making all the decisions. And what is the NCAA doing? Just sitting back and saying, "Well, when the dust clears, we'll figure out how we're going to do this later." So I think the NCAA should be a little more involved. I know you don't like the NCAA, no, nope. but I think they should be more involved in saying, "Okay, look, if you want a super conference, let, how about this? Let's let's you know maybe move these folks around, or let's come up with this." They at least got to be some sort of mediator, because yeah. like I mean, the schools are going to be able to do whatever they kind of want, essentially. Mm-hmm. But if the NCAA wants to maintain any sort of control over all this, which obviously they do, because they're making money hand over fist, sure. Uh, Profiting off of these schools and these students, uh, or maybe they don't care because they're they are making so much money. Maybe hey, Who you knows? guys do what you want and uh, send the checks to this address. Who knows? But I think it's starting to you know gather some steam with fans. Like we want, we kind of want some more order. We want things to kind of be even. And uh, I saw a great idea to where you know what, let's do this big realignment and let's also with some of these smaller schools like the Mid American Conference, the Mountain West, let's make like a. Uh, English Premier League soccer style, like here's tier A of all the big college, you know, in the, in the Power Five. But then let's leave some slots open for some of these lower tier schools. If they have a great season, like we've always talked about, like what's the reward for an undefeated? We talked about this last week extensively. What's a reward for a undefeated Western Michigan school in the Mid American Conference? It's not going to a national championship because guess what? Uh, you you know you're gonna that have happened. you're gonna have two loss Ohio State get voted to go to the playoff instead of you. Right. So how maybe a, maybe an idea would be to give each of these conferences two slots for an at large team. So like every year, the lowest two teams in the conference get bumped out, and then the two top teams from these other conferences in this lower tier with the MAC and all them can move up the next season and play the big boys. I know that's a scheduling nightmare. And I know that, you know, it's a little easier for professional sports to do that as opposed to collegiate sports. Right. And, you know, would this exclusively be for football? I would say, sure, for now, maybe that's exclusively how football would work. But Well, I think you want to maintain your, your rivalries in college football. I mean, you want No, 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 hold on. If Michigan rivalries. if Michigan does god-awful and it has to be relegated down to the Mid-American Conference, so be it. They deserve to be relegated because Michigan hasn't been good anyway. <laughs> Or, or like, yeah, so you want to keep your rivalry with Ohio State? How about you maintain being good? Does that not give your school some incentive to, like, recruit to be good and to, like, actually perform every year to at least play that game against Ohio State? Because you know Ohio State ain't going to get relegated anytime soon. Yeah, but if Michigan's got to have their feet to the fire and you're like, oh, crap, Mr. Har- Harbaugh, we're going to get relegated this year if we don't end up winning at least 10 games. Uh Maybe that'll put a fire in them to finally do something. Because no offense, Michigan is trash. Hmm. I cannot stand. Like I want to like Michigan because I, you know, I try to root for all our Michigan schools. Sure, but man, you can't even compete against Ohio State, and it's almost laughable. <laughs> it's already bad enough being a Lions fan to go watch Michigan be able to put out the kind of performances they do against Ohio State. Get out of here. Yeah, the, this whole college football situation is is very complicated. It's going to get messy. It's messy now. It's going to get messier. Hey, it gives us hours on hours uh, of time to you know expand upon and to speculate. It gives us stuff to talk about. <laughs> How much of our content is just this sort of stuff happening and us just rambling on about random things like relegation and uh, tiered systems? I think it's great. It's great for podcasters. <laughs> I don't know. I like a little more order in my college football. Hey, I want some keep, order too. Keep the rivalries. Uh, keep keep the the you know the the Pac ten. You know, if it were up to me, I'd still be having the Big Thank Ten, not. Big Ten, and uh, Pac twelve or Pac ten champions playing in the Rose Bowl every day every year. I wouldn't have it being rotated around to whoever the top teams are as part of the semifinal games for the, I'm, the see, championship game. And that's where we differ. Which is, like. Which is a big uh, sham in itself. Whatever. There's an. It's just a of... big invitational tournament for the best four or five best teams in the country, regardless of uh, how you did. You know, if you did halfway decent, oh, you're going to be there. We want our Notre Dame's. We want our Alabamas. We want our Michigans and Ohio States and and Clemson and Oklahoma. And that's it. That's all we want. Everybody else, go away. Okay, you do. You good? <laughs> 
That's I mean, my little rant. I okay. just I want things the way they were when I was growing up, and I I hate change. Yeah, you do. You know me. I I hate change in the house. I hate change in my life. Period. Yeah. And uh, and I certainly don't like it in my sports. Well, all I'll say to that is, get with the times, Grandpa, because <sighs> I think having the Rose Bowl be Rose Bowl being a meaningful game is rather important. Would I rather see a uh, eight and or eight and two Michigan State against uh, seven and three Oregon, or would I rather see undefeated uh, Western Michigan and undefeated Ohio State in the game? I don't know. Something like, I'd rather see the unbeaten's. I think the game is so prestigious; it's got to go beyond just being a Pac-12, Big no, Ten exclusive. Somebody, it should be a semifinal playoff game. As somebody who grew up uh, in the Big Ten, you know, I've lived here all my life here in Michigan. Uh, that is our bowl game. Every year, it was a big, the Big Ten. There was no real, no championship game back exactly. in those days. It was voted on. So every year, you had one goal to get to the Rose Bowl because that was our bowl game here in Michigan. And now, the goal every year is go win a national championship. And I'm sorry, the Rose Bowl's got to take a step back from that. Is the Rose Bowl still great? Sure. We've seen some great games. That Penn State uh, USC game a few years ago was awesome. I say but, create your own national championship game, but leave the bowls alone and, and put them back where they belong mm-hmm. to the conference tie-ins. I agree and disagree. I, I think the Rose Bowl is important, and games like that are important to the history of the game. But I think implementing them into a system where it is part of the playoff where it is the semifinal game, like you win the, the Rose sham Bowl. playoff. Make sure every time you say playoff, you say sham playoff. No, you win. <laughs> you win the Rose Bowl. You get to either go to the national championship or you get to take the next step to the national semifinal, and then then have that have its own special name. But I think that these should be big, prestigious playoff games. If you want to make it as part of the playoff, like hey, every year the Pac-12 champion will play the Big Ten champion in the Rose Bowl, and then they move on. The winner goes on to the semifinal playoff. Fine, whatever, cool, do that. I'd take that over just like but for that, only, only making it like... You'd only need four conferences uh, yeah. in the in the country. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, like I said, it's, it's way too complicated. It's it's going to be a mess. Just, hey, know, all, all colleges out there should just fire the NCAA, you know, disassociate with them, come to the, uh, we'll call ourselves the Snow Athletic Association, yeah. and we will streamline everything. Yeah, well, here's another story I don't like. A five-star rated quarterback. High can that, school hold quarterback. on, can that just be a segment from now on? Like, things Randy just can't stand. And then <laughs> you can go on a nice rant for like five minutes about all these stories that you can't stand. We'll see. Because we used to have Randy's Soapbox, and it's been a while yeah, since that we've had only a, happened a few times when we I got had a really soap, upset about something. And we haven't I, had uh, Randy's Soapbox wild. in a while. Randy's Rants, yeah. All Ooh, right. I like that too. Uh, <clears throat> let me go back to what I was saying here. Five-star <laughs> rated high school quarterback Quinn Ewers is leaving high school early to attend Ohio State. He will now be able to profit from the new name, image, and likeness policy of the NCAA. This was what I was afraid of. Now you've got kids in high school saying, I want my money. I'm going he had another year of eligibility, to, you know, to be a senior and lead his state. He he lost in the state championship game, uh, I believe it was Texas. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't want to go back to that and try and win a state title for his school. No, he wants to go to Ohio State where he's actually, I think he's in camp right now, and he's competing for a starting job uh, with the other quarterbacks now that Justin Fields has gone from Ohio State. So uh, here is this kid, probably 17 years old, uh, trying to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. And I don't like it. So. I don't like the fact that he's left his high school early. Obviously, he must have done all of his schoolwork and got all his say. credits That's, and everything. That was a point I was going to ask. I was like, are you upset that he went the extra mile and passed all his curriculum and got the necessary credits to graduate early? Because I'd applaud a yes, young he person spo- for doing He was that. supposed to be the number one uh, over... Uh, number one overall rated quarterback in the class of 2022, you know, for next year. Not, not this year. And that just irks me that that he's coming out early. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I I see it as he did everything he needed to do in order to graduate early and go to college. So he got his. He's getting his degree, which is don't we want that? It'd be different if the kid dropped out to do that, but he's not doing that. I think that's a whole different set of circumstances. What if he only plays one year at Ohio State and then, and then jumps to the NFL? 
how can he? There's still an age requirement for the NFL. <laughs> oh, they'll probably change that too. I, Man, know, I hate change. It's not the NBA, but so, and I believe from what we were hearing, because we were listening to ESPN yesterday, and they were saying that Ohio State's got five, five-star recruit. They got several five-star yeah. recruits yep. on that team alone. So he's competing against other guys of the same caliber. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, if you're coming out of high school early, your intent is to maybe for a year at least sit on the bench and, and learn. But then you're starting to waste your eligibility. So at what point do you go, hey, if you're not going to start me, I want to transfer. Transfer me to. So that's going to be the whole other mess to this. And yeah. Ohio State, this is why they keep being good because they're recruiting these kind of players. <laughs> so I don't know. I think. I have no problem with it like you like you do. I I think we're kind of opposite of one another. Yeah. I have no problem with this as long as he meets all the other requirements that are presented to him. If he's got to graduate, get his classes out of the way, if you do all that and you know, like, I want to grow early so I can go make my money. Okay, well, in order to do that, you have to check these boxes. He's checked the boxes, and I think he should be allowed to. Uh I think it's crazy, and I think we might see more of this, but I don't want to see a kid drop out. If I hear a kid drops out, didn't even graduate, he's just, you know what, I'm not even going to show up to school this year. I don't need my degree. I'm just going to jump straight to, to college. But don't you have to go to college with a high school diploma? Yeah, I think you have to be a high so, school Yeah, graduate. so. They won't let you into college without a yeah, high school. Yeah, so unless that Here's can Joey happen. Here's Joey GED, uh, starting quarterback for uh, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan hey, State. Hey, Spartans. we all know half the time – it doesn't matter how you got your degree as long as you can sling a football. <laughs> That's all that matters to some of these universities. That is that is Hey, true. look at uh, Bobby Boucher. You know, he <laughs> he was just a water boy uh, at a low-level college, and he was able to move his way up to being a linebacker slash water boy for the team to help them win the Bourbon Bowl. Boy, I mean, you those really the, don't have a grip on those reality, are the stories. <laughs> those are the stories that America is built on. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to something else here. Tell me that wasn't one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, the, the Bourbon Bowl? Yes, the it Bourbon. was. <laughs> the 1997 Bourbon yeah, Bowl, whatever year that was. That was a good game. All right. He uh, showed up at halftime. <laughs> it was incredible. Arena Football TV on YouTube. Uh, the site currently has over 900 subscribers, and they're looking to get 1,000 subscribers. You know what happens future. when you get to 1,000, right? They start paying you? You can start monetizing. Ah. Well... Let's let's help them out. Uh, I'm already subscribed to I'm it. I'm already subscribed. So. so yeah, we're we're throwing our support behind. I mean, them. you and I we could create 50 burners account burner accounts and. Uh, I don't even know what that is. So a burner account. <laughs> so help out Arena Football TV on YouTube by subscribing to their page. You will get uh, all kinds of great uh, games. They have over 500 games out there already. Not enough Grand Rapids Rampage games for us, but still, uh, you've got a bunch of arena bowls out there and uh, just some great games. If you're a fan of arena football, if you were a fan of arena football, you will love this site and you can yeah. relive some of the games. Maybe you were at some of these games. Who knows? And if you were not into arena football at the time, this is a great way to look back yeah, and or see if you missed what, the boat it was, on it. what it was all about. Yeah. And you'll see how great it was uh, for 33, 32, 33 years. Uh, it was just awesome to be. Yeah, we we were season ticket holders uh, for several years, and uh, we we followed different teams when our team went away. But yeah, it was just it was just an awesome experience. I mean, how many times did we go to Cleveland, which is a four hour drive for us? Uh, we adopted Cleveland as our to- as our team when Grand Rapids uh, didn't come back after two thousand eight. And I was happy to make that four-hour drive to Cleveland. Now, I wouldn't drive to Cleveland for a baseball game or for a hockey game or a basketball game. I wouldn't drive there to go see LeBron James play. But I went there for arena football because it was that good. Would you go there for a Browns game? That pause says everything, everybody. Well, I have been there. For I know you have game. done that. So. <laughs> I have done that. And and I I wanted to see Detroit and Cleveland play and I did that last preseason year. Preseason doesn't count. Well, it's it's still football. I got to to see the stadium. Preseason doesn't count. I'm putting my foot down. I say it counts. It does not count. But put it up on the poll. But <laughs> but give them give them a hand give them a hand and uh, subscribe to Arena Football TV on YouTube. Uh, you will not be disappointed. There is just so much out there right now. All right. Uh, oh, and one of the games that they. Uh, posted this past week was the Carolina Cobras versus the Los Angeles Avengers from, I think it was week two of uh, the 2000 season. Yeah. So you know, we saw both of these teams over the years and uh, just always a good time at, a, at an arena game. 
Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. All right, let's move on to some obituaries. We have two obituaries to talk about this week, and this is where we take a moment and honor those who made the world of football a better place. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, Lynn J. Shell, who played wide receiver and defensive back in the Arena Football League, and he was, was also a defensive back in the CFL. He has passed away at the age of 39. Uh, the cause of death was not immediately reported. Shell played college football at FCS Jacksonville University. He went on to play three seasons with the Orlando Predators and one season with the New Orleans Voodoo in the Arena Football League between 2004 and, excuse me, and 2008. He also played one season in NFL Europe with the Cologne Centurions in 2005. Shell then went to the Canadian Football League where he played for the Toronto Argonauts from 2009 to 2011 the British Columbia Lions from 2012 through 2013, the Calgary Stampeders in 2014, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2015. He won a Grey Cup title with Calgary in 2014. At the time of his death, he was coaching high school football in Florida. Shell was inducted into the Jacksonville University Athletic Hall of Fame in 2013. <clears throat> Excuse me, and our final obituary is that of Sidney Spiegel. Uh, did I say that correct? Yes, Spiegel. Okay, Spiegel. The co-owner of the Montreal Alouettes of the Canadian Football League has passed away at the age of 90. Spiegel and Gary Stern brought the team in, bought the team in January of 2020. The 2020 CFL season was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, so Spiegel never got to see his team play. The Alouettes' first game of the 2021 season is scheduled for August 14th against the Edmonton Elks. All right, that's it for our obituaries, and we but have you got a, a boatload of birthdays today, don't you? Well, just two of them. Uh, August. Well, 3rd. one of them's got a lot of baggage to him. Or sorry, he's got a lot of hardware that comes with that name. So, uh, uh, birthdays for August third. Uh, Tom Brady turns forty four. Like forty four stinking years old today. University of Michigan quarterback. He was a Sixth round pick, the 199th overall pick in the 2000 draft by the New England Patriots, yada, yada, yada. You all know the story. Uh, seven Super Bowl championships since then, uh, six with New England, one with the Bucks last year, uh, threw the Super Bowl trophy from one boat to another during a parade on the water. Yeah. Uh, married to a supermodel wife. Uh, I, I think he, he has a gold toilet in his house. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Tom Brady turns 44 Eats uh, kelp ice cream. Or kelp it's ice cream? I believe that's what it's called. Ugh. But, yeah, Tom Brady, uh, 44 years old today, still playing football, plans to play, play for another 15 years at least until he's uh, in his 60s. Uh, let's see. The other birthday today is that of Marv Levy, who turns 96 years old today. Man, oh, man. Uh, he was the uh, uh, – Head coach of the CFL's Montreal Alouettes from 1973 to 1977. The NFL's Kansas City Chiefs from 78 to 82. The USFL Chicago Blitz in 1984. The Buffalo Bills from 86 to 97. And uh, he led those Alouettes up in CFL to two Grey Cup titles in 1974 and 1977. And, of course, he also led the Bills to four consecutive Super Bowl appearances in the early 90s. He is one of only three people to be uh, inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame, or the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame up in Hamilton. Uh, the NFL honored him in 2001, and he is a member of the CFL's 2021 Hall of Fame class going in in a few weeks. Right. So congratulations to Marv Levy at the age of 96. All right. Anything else that? Uh, uh, what no. is that grin on your face? So I put up a poll on the World of Football Twitter oh, account, uh, asking if preseason football counts as real football. Um, and so far, 100 percent of the votes are going my How way. Every two votes, you voted twice. I voted once. <laughs> no, the second vote literally just came in. I don't know who did that one. Uh, we can probably. Can we see? Can we see who else helped vote? Uh, nope. Three votes in and 100 percent. Holy moly! Who? Who the heck's doing that right now? <laughs> I don't know, but I will admit that one of the no's is me. So we got two people at least who are saying no. So everybody's siding with me. Congratulations okay. to me. And we will keep track of this oh, poll. Um, 
till the end. I knew of you were pretty show. quiet over there. I wasn't sure what you. Oh yeah, were I was getting this poll all lined up. Isn't this great? Jeez. We're like we're li- we ever have it on the screen here and live watch this poll as you continuously look wrong. Does preseason football count as real football? Special poll as we are recording episode two hundred eight of the podcast. Yes, posted at four fifty seven p.m. on August third, twenty twenty one, and as you can see, Adam is sitting at one hundred percent. So. I feel vindicated, and uh, <laughs> there's at least two other smart people out there who agree with me. Uh, if you would like to apply as the new co-host of the World of Football podcast, uh, you can hit me up on my Twitter. Uh, and if oh, you... you're getting rid of me already? After only four years? It's a coup! <laughs> By the way, next week is our four-year anniversary show. Ah, oh, crap. What'd you get me for the anniversary? What's four years? Is it plastic? Is plastic the four-year anniversary? What'd you get me? I'll have to look that up. Hold on. Let me check. What is the four-year <laughs> anniversary? Next poll, should Randy buy Adam a plastic bag? I don't know. I don't think it's plastic. Uh, I know, plastic is like way down the line. Uh, what is the, if I could type with the sausage finger, uh, fourth anniversary gift? All right. and uh, There's go- always a traditional and a modern. Yeah. I was going to say by marriage, but we thank God we aren't married. <laughs> um, come on, internet, help me out here. Let's see. Anniversary gifts by year. First anniversary, second, third. Fourth anniversary is white, I believe. White? I think that's what it's... Or jade. The colors are jade and white. Uh, fourth anniversary gifts. This must be all wedding stuff. Traditional gift theme is fruit flowers. Uh, modern gift theme is appliances, electrical. And the gemstone is blue topaz. Alternative, blue zy- or zircon and amethyst. The colors are blue and green. <laughs> So uh, I will take a blue topaz looking fruit. We just got a new washer and dryer the other day. That's so, for you. That's uh, it's your washer. Hey, dryer. you use that washer too. <laughs> well, only when you know mine doesn't work. Yeah, actually, your brother did the first load in that. Yeah, he did in that uh, new washer dryer. But uh, I mean, I could use. I mean, we're getting some equipment here to do something special. So I mean, if you want to get that kind of appliance, I mean. No, come on. All right, uh, let's move on to this week's history lesson. Fine, I'm going to keep an eye on the poll. (laughs) And this week's history lesson is about the Cleveland Browns winning four straight titles in the All-America Football Conference. Many people are unaware that the Cleveland Browns actually got their start in a rival pro football league to the NFL known as the All-America Football Conference, which played from 1946 to 1949. The team was named after their head coach, Paul Brown, who won a college football national championship as the head coach at Ohio State in 1942. Coach Brown wanted the best players on his team, so he had no problem signing two African-American players in 1946, partly because he had coached both of them before. Bill Willis, who Brown coached at Ohio State, and Marion Motley, who he had coached at the Great Lakes Naval Training Station. Teams in the AAFC included the Los Angeles Dons, the Chicago Rockets, the Brooklyn Dodgers, the Buffalo Bisons, and the Miami Seahawks. During the four years of the AAFC, the Browns won the league title each year. In 1946, they defeated the New York Yankees by the score of 14-9. In 1947, the Browns once again defeated the New York Yankees, this time 14-3 in a rematch. In 1948, the Browns defeated the Buffalo Bills, 49-7. And in 1949, the Browns defeated the San Francisco 49ers by the score of 21-7. After the 1949 season, the AAFC merged with the NFL, and three teams were accepted into the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Baltimore Colts. Many in the NFL looked down on the AAFC as an inferior league, but their opinions changed when the Browns won the 1950 NFL championship, defeating the Los Angeles Rams 30-28, giving the Browns their fifth title in five years. In recent years, the Cleveland Browns have been the butt of many jokes for their lack of titles and playoff wins. But there was a time when they were the kings of not one, but two Pro Football Leagues. 
hey, people need to realize that the Cleveland Browns were great at one point, just like the Detroit Lions were great at one yep. point. We may be garbage now. I mean, Cleveland's back on an upswing right now. Yep. You know, that it was a nice little playoff run they had last year. You yep. know, that's shocking defeat of the Steelers is an all-time playoff classic. But, yeah, they everybody should know a little bit about a team's history before just saying, yeah, the Lions stink. They're, they've never been any good. Mm-hmm. You might have to travel back to the 50s, but, hey, at least we were good at one point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and the, maybe we'll be good again someday. Who knows? The, the Lions have won four NFL titles yeah. pre, you know, Super Bowl era. And the whole point of you running through these was to remind people, like, hey, these titles exist. They didn't go right. away. Right. Just because uh, it happened before the Super Bowl doesn't mean they're not relevant. Uh, and uh, or they shouldn't count because a lot of people feel like, oh, you didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, that doesn't count. Like, get out of here. Yeah, just like preseason games. The preseason games do not count. <laughs> Those definitely are not real football. That remember, that's the argument. That's not real football. It's still a game, and you still pay full price for it. That's uh, <laughs> idiots' mistakes for doing that. Why? Why pay full price for a regular season game when I can pay full price to go see a preseason game that doesn't matter? Randy Snow. All right, upcoming events calendar: uh, August fifth, two days from now, CFL regular season begins. And the NFL Hall of Fame game will be played between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that game counts. No, it does not. <laughs> it certainly does not. Uh, let's see. Next week is going to be our fourth anniversary show. We're going to uh, pull out some highlights from this past year and uh, show you what idiots we are. And uh, uh, that should be a fun, uh, fun w- event next week. Yeah, also, we'll, we'll even talk about a game that really doesn't matter next week. So, mm-hmm. a game that's not real football. Also, next week, August 10th, which is next Tuesday, HBO's Hard Knocks will uh, air its first episode featuring the Dallas Cowboys. Should be interesting. Uh, Jerry probably get Jerry Jones crying a couple times. Oh, they'll probably show the Hall of Fame game on Hard Knocks. Not for week one, I don't think. Uh, maybe at the tail end. No. But like normally, so it's weird now that the... Because last year there was no preseason whatsoever. It was just four weeks of uh, Chargers and Rams training camp. Mm. This year, now training or the season is knocked down to three games. Right. Uh, so usually it's five episodes is how long Hard Knocks runs. So I'm thinking it'll just be the whole first week of training camp prior to the Hall of Fame game. Maybe the Hall of Fame game will be episode two. Yeah, because and, then they'll have three preseason games after that. So, yes, because yeah, be they're actually going to have four because the Cowboys right. and Steelers right. playing in that Hall they'll of have Fame four game. preseason games. So those two teams will have four. Everybody else will have three. So we'll see. I'm thinking first one won't have a game. Second one will be, you know, every the rest of the episodes will have some sort of game. So Because mm. uh, it's usually like a week behind. So, like, even though the game is this week, I think they started filming last week and they're going to get it out. It's always hard to say. It feels like it is the week before, which would include this week. So who knows? I don't know. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's see. August 28th is week zero in college football. I think they've got five I games hate, scheduled. I hate week zero. Just week one, dang it. Well, one of the matchups is Hawaii at UCLA, which I think would be a pretty decent matchup anytime you can get that. But, uh, yeah, there are like five different games that, that week just to just to get people going that, yeah, it's it's – uh, the college football season is here. Get things a little bit sooner. Get in, you know, into August before the uh, September kickoff to, to everything else. So yeah, they call it Week Zero. I think it's a stupid name, but whatever. And that's all the news that I had for this week. Okay. Anything else that uh, you run across that I missed or? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, we just omitted a couple stories. Uh, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers getting his cool. Uh, Oh yeah, go kart, golf cart golf from cart. David Bakhtiari, uh, which was pretty cool. I think then we posted that video. There's a Carolina Panthers player who uh, was cut from the team after a, I would say, it was a malicious hit. It was just a bad looking hit at Panthers yeah. practice. Yeah. Injured, injured, an, injured a guy. And yeah, so they cut the guy that that made the hit. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna say that's the first time that's happened this preseason. I feel like somebody else got cut for something bad or dumb. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just these guys, you know, I know guys are trying to make a name for themselves and get on these teams, but there is a level of it's training camp and you don't want to hurt any of your own guys. So it's, you know, it's a tough business and hopefully the guy learns from it. Like I said, I don't think by the look of the video, it looked like he 
you know, was trying to do anything, but it's the, it looked like the receiver was already wrapped up by a teammate and this guy hit him high while the receiver was being tackled already. So just a bad, bad set of timing. Hmm. And I, like I said, I, I don't know for sure, but I would say it's probably just a guy trying to go out there, make a name and make a play, right. you know, impress the team. And right. he ends up getting cut. So yeah, not, not the kind of a notoriety that you want to make no. uh, to your possible head coach. But Hey, uh, what would you say this last Sunday was the last Sunday without football for yes. a while? Yes. I mean, we'll obviously get CFL football, but there's no NFL preseason games this week other than the Hall of Fame game, right? Um, I'm. I don't think like the Lions' first preseason games till next week. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's this weekend is the last weekend. Without, yeah. Or last Sunday. I, either way, we're getting football this week. We're going to yeah. get uh, some CFL games uh, this week. Do they play just on Saturday? I think Thursday or. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, and two games on Saturday. Yeah, so I'm excited. It'll be great to watch some CFL football this yeah. week. And oh, that's what I was going to mention. We're going to add them to the scoreboard. Yeah, we still don't know if we're going to a CFL game now. That That's what I was trying to remember uh, before. But, uh, you know, the the um, borders are, are going to be opened up on the 9th. And supposedly, um, if you're an American citizen, you can, you can get back into the country. But the American borders are not being opened until the 21st. So I don't know if I want to test that out or not. So I'm not sure if we're going to go to a game, uh, a CFL game in August. Uh, we might wait till after the 21st. Can we say what we'll tickets sure. we did get? Uh, yeah. yeah, we yeah. This is something we didn't even think about earlier. Uh, we got tickets to Lions games this year. I'm so excited to go back to Ford Field. Yeah, we all bought them on the same day. <laughs> yeah, I bought. I got a, my own set of tickets for me and some friends. So I'm going to go to two games. You're going to, or we're then we're going to go to one game as a as a family. Yep. We're, this we're, was your mother's idea she, yeah. last year. She said, "Well, she wanted to do this last year, and then COVID happened." Good, but, good thing we didn't, because that Thanksgiving game last year, hmm. oh, it was trash. That was but, bad. But she she said, you know, why don't we all go to a Lions game on Thanksgiving because she hates the whole thing where we we eat by eleven o'clock in the morning so we can watch the game in peace and and uh, so Thanksgiving is not that much of a holiday for her. And she uh, she said, well, let's next year let's just all go to a game and then we'll just we won't have Thanksgiving dinner. And so we we're like, okay, we can do that. So they're playing the Bears this year. Uh, she bought, she was the one that bought the tickets uh, for the whole family to go and. Uh, yeah, we're we're in the poorhouse now, but uh, we're all gonna go to a Lions game on uh, Thanksgiving. And our our friends from the uh, Beyond the Fifty Five, they're Bears fans, aren't they? Or is just one of they the guys? Are. They both are Bears fans. Well, the one guy is. Okay, I, hey, if he wants to invite <laughs> us out to Chicago, I would love to see a Lions game at Soldier Field. <laughs> I'll pay you back for a ticket. Uh, that's always been something I've wanted to do: is go to yes, Soldier Field to see yes. a Lions game. But nice, it's usually so nice late and, in the season. Nice and early in the season is yeah. when I'd like to go. I forget to when the Lions go to Chicago, but I would definitely love to do that. Mm -hmm. And please protect us from all the other mean Bears fans. Uh, well, yeah, just don't wear your Lions. No, I'm, so. of course I'm going to wear all my Lions crap, but I just don't want to be picked on. Like, we're we're already Lions fans. Isn't that bad enough, guys? But, no, like, I would love to do that. And if we could go to a CFL game and if those guys want to meet us at a CFL game, I'd be totally down for that, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know which CFL game. I told, I'd go anywhere in Canada, frankly, to go see a CFL game. Well, we've we've been to Hamilton. We've been to Toronto. I, uh, I would Winnipeg love to, would be. A I would stretch. love to go to Saskatchewan to Ottawa, see. Ottawa would uh, be a little bit farther. Maybe, but I would fly to Saskatchewan to go see a game. I would love to see that stadium mm. and to see those fans. I think that'd be great fun. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you bought tickets to a, another game. Oh yeah, I bought uh, tickets to the Bengals game. Okay, so you're going. Ba to see Bengals the are coming to Detroit the week before the Lions go to. Los Angeles to play Matt Stafford. I was really tempted to get tickets to go to that game out in I L.A. About that. I so badly wanted to just fly out to L.A., see that new stadium. But, man, tickets are expensive out there. And, and then your brother bought tickets. He's to going to a Ravens, Ravens game? game. Yeah, yeah. So and some friends are going. Hey, to there's going to be some game. snows at some of these Lions games this year. So yeah. Actually, oh, Andy got 49ers tickets, so he's going to three, at least three games this year. Oh, and you know what? On our uh, Twitter feed, I posted the home schedule for Snow Community College, and uh, I'm seriously thinking that uh, you're going to go to Utah. Maybe we'll drive. Your mom and I might drive to Utah over a weekend and oh, go boy. take in a, a Snow College game there. Uh, I, I've been I've been saying I want to do that. We haven't really done much traveling, you know, even with the whole pandemic and everything. It's it's. Uh, um, not the thing your mom wants Utah's to do. Utah's an awfully long way to go. I know it is. I know it is. But uh, yeah, we'll swing by Kansas City. And we'll uh, get some barbecue and oh yeah, like cheese barbecue. <laughs> More for me. Okay. 
All right. Now, it, was this whole discussion just to get us over an hour? Because we're almost to the hour mark. Okay. Are you trying? To, are we going to try to finish right before the hour no, hits? No, no. I wasn't trying to extend it, but I just, I did want to talk about us going to some games this year. Football's back. We're back. And well, we're, we're back. We never left. We haven't left for four years. And we're done for this week. That's all we've got for this week. If you learned something during this podcast about the incredible amount of diversity that exists in the world of football, then we've done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com for news, links, upcoming events, videos, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. You can also like The World of Football on Facebook at TWOF Kalamazoo, where we post a lot of unique stories, pictures, and highlights from all over the world of football. Also, go follow our Twitter account where we have a pinned tweet right now of a poll. <laughs> and the poll is, does preseason count as real football? Special poll as we are recording the episode 208 of the podcast. Uh, right now, 100%. Uh, Adam's, uh, Adam's right. So go vote there. The poll is only going to be up for 24 hours. I uh, want to recount. Uh, well, Twitter does not lie. Unless there's a bunch <laughs> of bot accounts, then that's totally different. But three votes so far, 100%. This, this vote has been stolen from me. I'll take it. <laughs> um, new episodes of this podcast are posted every Tuesday and are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So please subscribe, rate, review, let us know what you think, and please come be a part of the football conversation. And remember, folks, some people may love football more than we do. I can't imagine that. But nobody... And I mean nobody loves more football than we do. Join us again next week when we'll review all the happenings in and around the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. And I'm going to just call it early, everybody. I won the poll. So, thank you. See you all next week. <laughs>